got your Bible, turn to one of the two books that Simon Peter wrote. Let's go to 1 Peter chapter 1. I don't have my phone on me. I left it at home, I guess. Hopefully I don't get home the dog ain't ate it. <laughs> but uh, if I'd have remembered to bring that, I would have read I, anymore because she just don't want to talk to me on the phone. Teresa demands that I text her what the uh, title of the sermon is going to be. So I text her this title, Mercy is the Cure. I got a text back from her. Oh, I don't know exactly the words, but basically it was, do you know that that's what they use, mercy, some pill or whatever, that if you're drunk and it helps you get over a hangover. <laughs> so boy, I text back in my slow way, but fast as I actually I could. <laughs> Teresa, how would you know that? <laughs> And I don't remember what her answer was, but uh, when I, I'll bring my phone next week and I'll, we'll see what that text all said. First Peter chapter one, let me get there myself. Three, four, and five. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that fades not away, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. I've heard it said, and this is not my sermon, but I'll throw this in, that, well, I'm, I'm persevering. Well, that's great, but let me tell you something better than that. I had a can of peaches, or, you know, where you, you know, not the, the good kind, and uh, broke that seal off of there and, and ate those peaches. Uh, those peaches were not persevering to be good. They were preserved. And that made them good. That made them good from no, no matter how long that they had been made, they, because they were preserved. And this is what uh, this, this uh, third verse that I read, who are kept, preserved by the power of God. We sang the song, Jesus paid it all. It's not Jesus paid it half and I worked real hard for the other half. That's not the song. That's not the message of the New Testament. No, Jesus paid it all. Thank God he did. And all to him. Now let's get into this message. Father, we ask and pray your blessing upon the word that will be preached here. And Lord, the word that will be heard and received. In Jesus' wonderful, holy name we're praying. Amen. Mercy is the cure. It'd be wonderful... And no one could ever pay it back if we had mercy give to us just one time. Just one time. And yet in Psalms 136, there are 26 verses in that psalm, 
And each verse ends with, his mercy endures forever. Each and every day, his mercy is new to me. Thank God for that. And really, you find very few songs that deal with the mercy of God. Today, the song uh, that Shelley sang, By His Mercy, You Have Saved Us. I like that. I like that. Because think of this. All the attributes of God, when mercy's added to them, that's when it applies to us. We could say that concerning love. When love reaches out, mercy is added to it, and that enables it to help someone. When faith helps, it becomes mercy. When compassion helps, it becomes mercy. When Jesus saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion. Moved to do what? To show them mercy. Jesus stooped to where they were. Jesus knelt down to where they were. Jesus bent to be where they were. Jesus reached out to where they were. I thank God for love, for compassion, for faith, but I tell you what I gotta say, most of all, I thank God for his mercy. God's love was mercy in action. God's compassion is mercy in action. God's faith is mercy in action. Mercy was paralyzed to help mankind. Mercy was frozen to help mankind until something super cataclysmic happened. And we read it in your hearing, the resurrection. When the resurrection happened, the justice of God, that right there made it okay for mercy to be able to handle and to deal with and to lift the human race up because mankind had fell into sin because when Adam sinned, legally we all sinned. When Adam fell, the whole human race fell. All we like sheep have gone astray. We've turned everyone to his own way, and God has laid upon Jesus the iniquity of us all. Now, you catch that one thing. We've turned everyone to the devil's way. That ain't what it says. The devil knows if he can get us all just to turn to our own way. That'd be good enough because we'll miss God. I don't see about that going forward and asking Jesus in your life and asking his blood to cleanse you. I don't see, I'm going to go my own way. And the devil claps when he hears that. Yeah, they're going to go their own way. I'll do my own thing. I'll be like Frank Sinatra. I did it my way. And I lost and go to hell. We're all sinners, and we're all sinners that need a Savior. Just as the cherubims blocked the way for Adam and Eve and Cain and Abel to never go back into the uh, Garden of Eden, justice blocked the way to God because we had sinned. 
And compassion says to justice, man has fallen, can I go where he is? And he says, yes, you can. Love says to justice, man has fallen, can I go to where he is? And justice says, yes, you can. And faith says to justice, mankind has fallen, can I go to where he is? And justice says, yes, you can. And mercy says to justice, man has fallen, can I go where he is? And justice says, no, you cannot. Why? Because the resurrection hadn't happened. The mercy of God could only fully reach out to man after the great transaction had happened. There had to be the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, and then justice says it's okay to lift up mankind. Where justice would allow compassion to go, where it would allow love to go, where it would allow faith to go, it blocked mercy's way because something big had to happen. He has begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Up from the grave he arose. Da, 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 with a mighty triumph o'er his foes. Da, 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 da. The death, the burial, and the resurrection that paves the way for mercy to be able to reach out to fallen man and to lift them up. Yeah, but preacher, I joined the church. That won't get it. Well, I'm a good person. That won't get it. Well, I've been confirmed. That won't get it. I pay my taxes. That won't get it. I've been baptized. That won't get it. I believe in God. That won't get it. I've got all the stars. Never missing Sunday school. That won't get it. We've got to bow at the feet of Jesus Christ. And then justice says that transaction is incomplete and it is whole. Mercy would ask justice, how then can I help mankind? And justice would say, a payment in full has to be paid. Mankind is not redeemed with silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ. As a lamb without blemish and without spot. There was a virgin birth. There was a sinless life. There was a sacrificial death. And Jesus on the cross said in his final moments, it is finished. The language of that day, which was a, oh, kind of a, um, it was close to Hebrew, but not really exactly Hebrew, kind of like we speak English until you hear a Briton speak, and then, no, we really don't speak English. We speak a little, uh, you, know, you know, just a variation of English. Jesus said with his last breath, Tetelestai, literally, paid in full. And because of that, mercy can reach out its hand. Jesus was 72 hours in the tomb. Up from the grave he rose with a mighty triumph o'er his foes. 
He rose a victor over the death, over the dark domain, and he lives forever with his saints to reign. And justice says, mercy, I've got some good news for you now. Because of that, you can reach out to mankind. How that Christ Jesus died for mankind's sins, and that he rose, and that he was buried, and he rose again the third day according to the Scriptures. So says 1 Corinthians. Mercy there was great, and grace was free. Pardon there was multiplied to me. There my burdened soul found liberty at Calvary. See, love could say, I got to him, but I couldn't help him. Faith could say, I got to mankind, but I couldn't help him. Compassion could say, I got to mankind, but I couldn't help him. And justice says, because the last payment of Calvary has been paid, the resurrection of Jesus Christ our Lord, that means that mercy can reach over and reach down and lift mankind up. Thank God for that great offering of grace. George Wilson. George Wilson in 1829 robbed a train. George Wilson was caught robbing that train, and George Wilson went to prison. The, it's either maybe the Pacific Railroad, I think, maybe. They were the ones that pushed for his death penalty, and they got it. George Wilson had something that very few people had going for him. George Wilson was childhood friends with Andrew Jackson. And at that time, Andrew Jackson was president of the United States of America. And George Wilson's brother got a hold of the president, and the president, without much prodding at all, signed a pardon for his friend, childhood friend, George Wilson. It was hurriedly brought to the prison. They showed George Wilson, passed it through the bars to him. He looked at it. He passed it back and said, I refuse. I don't want a pardon. Yeah, but it's from the president. I don't care. I don't want a pardon. Yeah, but you're going to die. They'll hang you until you're dead. I don't care. I don't want a pardon. He didn't know what to do. This is from the president. Please pardon. They took it to the Supreme Court. Supreme Court deliberated that for a few weeks and came back with this rendering that a pardon is a piece of paper and no good unless it's received. And if it's not received, payment's got to be paid for the sin, for the crime. George Wilson was marched out to that scaffold. They put a noose around his neck and pulled the lever, and George Wilson died with his brother having that still in his hand that this would have been his pardon, and he refused it. 
Think of the great pardon that God has afforded mankind. And not just today, but every day of the year, there are people that readily accept that pardon. Thank God for it. But on the flip side of that, there are people that turn their back and go their own way. And if the devil can just get you to do that, he's won. Just do your own thing, go your own way. Because that's what it says in the book of Isaiah. Mankind will just do his own thing, go his own way. All we, like sheep, have gone astray. Scottish minister, upon getting ready, after the revival was over, he stood under a street lamp waiting for a train to take him home. And one of the young men that was there at the revival that night, he was talking to this Scottish minister, and he said, I don't understand it. I just don't understand how, why Jesus died, how I could be saved. And that Scottish minister, knowing that he'd never see his Bible again, did something that it would be hard-pressed for most preachers to do. He gave his Bible to that young man. And he said, I want you to read. And he told him what chapter and verse it was there in the book of Isaiah. And he said, what I want you to do is I want you to read this scripture. All we like sheep have gone astray. And when you hear, when you hear the word, when you hear your word, your mouth say those words, all we like sheep have gone astray. I want you to bend down low. All we like sheep have gone astray. And then when you read, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. I want you to stand up tall. And then I want you to read that again. And he goes, do that until you get it. And after about four times, that young man, all we like sheep have gone astray. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. And he read it again. And he read it the second time and the third time. And the fourth time he read it, when he stood up, he got it. He was the one that was loaded down with his own sin and his own way. And his own guilt and his own crime. And the Lord has laid upon him, upon Jesus, the iniquity of us all. And because of that, he could stand up tall. There's no need of any person leaving this building unsaved today because Jesus Christ has done everything that needs to be done. Compassion can reach you. Love can reach you. Faith can reach you. And more importantly, mercy can reach you. And justice above them all says this can only happen because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It's unfortunate, but I think the resurrection gives them a raw deal. Most ministers preach about the resurrection one time a year. How foolish. Because it is very part and parcel. When I talk to somebody about being saved, I always mention the resurrection. Because I've been there. I've been to the tomb twice. And saw the same thing both times. Stood in line to see the same thing both times. To see nothing. Everybody around the world, they go to some place and they stand in line to see something. But I stood in line to see nothing. You walk in there and he ain't there. Hallelujah, he ain't there. Praise God, he ain't there. Because of that, because he ain't there, I can be saved. Mohammed, Buddha, all of them, they have got a place where they are resting. They are there. Their bodies are there. 
But our Savior up from the grave, he arose with a mighty triumph o'er his foes. Boy, in heaven, I'll be able to sing. You watch. <laughs> Won't you stand? Years ago, my brother may not even remember this, but years ago I was talking to my brother. He was doing his own thing, going, doing his own way, going his own way. And I told him, I said, man, I bet you really are thankful for Psalms 136. What do you mean? I said, it's got to be your favorite chapter in the Bible. Well, why would you say that? I said, well, here's how it goes. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Oh, give thanks unto the God of God, for his mercy endureth forever. Oh, give thanks to the Lord of hosts, for his mercy endureth forever. If you think you know it, follow along with me. To him who alone doeth great wonders, for his mercy endureth forever. To him that by wisdom made the heavens, for his mercy endureth forever. To him that stretched out the earth above the waters, for his mercy endureth forever. To him that made great lights, for his mercy endureth forever. The sun to rule by day, for his mercy endureth forever. The moon and the stars to rule by night, for his mercy endureth forever. To him that smote Egypt in their firstborn, for his mercy endureth forever. And brought out Israel from among them, for his mercy endureth forever. With a strong hand and with a stretched out arm, for his mercy endureth forever. To him which divided the Red Sea into two parts, for his mercy endureth forever. And made Israel to pass through the midst of it, for his mercy endureth forever. To him which led his people through the wilderness, for his mercy endureth forever. To him which smote great kings, for his mercy endureth forever. And slew famous kings, for his mercy endureth forever. Zihon, king of the Amorites, for his mercy endureth forever. And Og, the king of Bashan, for his mercy endureth forever. And gave their land for an heritage, for his mercy endureth forever. Even a heritage unto Israel, his servant, for his mercy endureth forever. Who remembers us in our low estate, for his mercy endureth forever. And has redeemed us from our enemies, for his mercy endureth forever. Who gives food to all flesh, for his mercy endureth forever. Oh, give thanks unto the God of heaven for his mercy endureth forever. Hallelujah to God. And Greg said, oh, you're just a smart aleck. I said, I know it, but his mercy endures forever. That's right. Man. Father, we ask and pray, God. Your anointing upon the rest of this service, for Lord, this service is not done. There could be people possibly in this place today, they've never asked you to be their savior. And God, because of the death, burial, and resurrection, justice says mercy can reach out and can save them. And we're praying, God, that that would happen today in Jesus' wonderful name, amen. Shall I give him today?
It is our prayer that you have been blessed as you've listened to this message. If you would like to become a partner with this ministry, please contact us here at Orchardville Church. You can visit our website at orchardvillechurch.com or you can contact us by phone at area code 618-835-2677.